What's up, fam? Welcome back to That's the Angle. In this podcast, I'm actually a guest on the Over the Shoulder podcast uh, recorded over at the Line Hotel here in Washington, D.C. Uh, it was really cool getting to wrap it up with these three dudes, uh, three guys who are also doing really interesting things here in the creative space. But anyways, guys, if you are enjoying any of this content, please leave a review on iTunes or go follow us on YouTube or Instagram, but mostly YouTube because that's where it means the most because I don't make no money off of this, so any of your support really helps keep me motivated. No lie. Anyways, guys, enjoy. Whoa. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, everybody. Niggas had all their resolutions and then bombs Whoa, nigga. all over again. Woo. Don't pull your thing unless you plan to bang. Oh, wow. oh wow. Thanks, Tom Tom. I appreciate that. Yo, we appreciate got that, that. Is that clip ready? We got that clip? Got the clip in the. Yo, listen to this, good people. We've seen war. We don't want war. Oh, boy. But if you want war with the United States of America, there's one thing I can promise you, so help me God. Someone else will raise your sons and daughters. Big dick energy. (laughs) We talking nuke energy, baby. You know, America's back, son. We just spent three trail on these on these choppers. We ready to let them ring, son. You hear me? You know, you didn't start the fight, but you got to ride for your man's. Hell yeah. I paid for it right now. You paid for it, too. Do I have to be Uh, proud to be an American right now? You don't have to be proud, but I'm saying don't act like you don't want to see them things ring. Damn it. Let's go. I don't want to see any of that. My right. African ass. Like, like my man said, we seen the, war. <laughs> we seen war. We don't want war. We don't want war. But, but if you want come war. this way. <laughs> oh, but if you want war. Best believe. Somebody else going to be raising your kids. That's powerful, bro. That's, that's scary some, as fuck. That's that's scary. And that was, a, that was, who was that that said that? I don't know. Some white guy. Some white guy with a lot of badges and, and, and stickers and stuff on his suit. He definitely had a, a presidential. Uh, a whole shebang on, you know, on his. Kind of, he had the whole clank, 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 clank. Yeah, all of A lot of Mike Pence going on. but We pay for those things. We pay for those. Each one of them pins, too. Probably. Wow. It probably cost hey, something obscene. Hey, when you when we spend, like I said, we spend more than the next seven countries when it comes to military and defense spending combined. combined. Like, no, we might not be That's leading in education no. and all these other metrics, but no. when it comes to killing spot people, where it should be spent and taking in like <laughs> state, uh, what is it, destabilizing regimes yeah. and yeah, countries? Oh yeah, colonialism. Oh, when it comes Imperial, to colonialism, colonialism and oh, there is no colony like the United bring, States. Bring some shit Unlock. <laughs> Bimo is hype. Man, I'm telling you, the white ancestors You've been watching my Ray ancestors. Lewis on YouTube or something? No, no. I have not. I'm just, there's something. Y'all don't smell that in the air? No. Y'all don't smell that American spirit the in the real, air? Smell like cheeseburgers and petroleum gas? Yo, it's about to do some gangster shit. It's about to do a lot of ballpark Frank stocks going up right now. It's smell like baseball outside. Oil prices surging. I'm not a fan of baseball either. It's smell like Betsy Ross outside. A lot of big flags being made right now. Big flags right now. Rolling across the stadium. You don't smell the American outside right now? Woo! We're going to get a good solid 30 days of patriotism. And then we're going to return back to our regu- regularly scheduled Well, you know, Iran dropped some, some rockets and shit. They did drop some so rockets. So it's like a little proxy where they're saying going Oh, and Iraq. Americans love outlasting some rockets in their red glare? Nigga, what? Isn't that like part of the soft Strangle banner? America's you- about to be on one, bro. You Are don't you understand. Serious, bro. Right now? <laughs> Look, 
I'm not I, saying yeah. I'm not saying it as a hey, fan bro. or an advocate because fuck war. I don't want to go to war. Yeah. That's not my shit. We've seen war. We've seen war. But what all I'm saying is our whole adult lives. When a whole country's ideology is we gonna fuck you up, <laughs> and then somebody come knocking on the door, please don't tell me they don't get you nah, excited, nigga. All this, all this defense spending and stuff. You yeah. know we got some new toys. I know we, we got been, some new things. Donald nigga. been dying to unleash. We got that's helicopters why he with wings out my man. What? What? He just been dying. He been waiting, bro. Man. I'm sorry. Let me calm down, man. Bro. What? America is about to America right now. Did bro. you drink Red Bull this morning? No, I wasn't even this excited when we was just off air a second ago. You was, was not. I, that's why I, I was getting know. a little sleepy. But I don't, I don't even me. know what to make of this energy. <laughs> it's a lot of shit going on, man. It's war, man. It's a lot of shit, man. But hey, anyway. It's a war outside. Anyway, we want to welcome y'all to the Over the Shoulder Podcast. This is your chance to eavesdrop on three professional creatives as we discuss the sources, happenings, inspirations from the creative industry, from film to production to music to culture. Join us each week as we push the envelope on the possibilities of the creative industries. Our host for this week, of course, is your main man, 200 Grand, your boy, Bimo Brown. What's up, good people? How y'all doing? And in the stew, who we got in the stew today? Tom, Tom. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Thomas the Great, a.k.a. Bro. The Facilitator. The Facilitator. No look passes and all that. Hey, oh. yo, it's the kid Backpack Matt, a.k.a. Mr. Backpack, Mr. SBO, the, the silent, silent partner. partner. The silent partner. We're really out here, man. Happy New Year. Whisper as loud as you can. Man, <laughs> as always, we're coming to you live from the lobby of the Line Hotel right here on Full Service Full Radio. Service Radio. Woo! Right here in Chocolate City. Came Alexia to get is Disney. Always. Alexia is always That's there. right. And we, as always, we have the producer extraordinaire, Miss Alexia. Hey, girl. Hey. How are you? I'm sorry. I got Wonderful, juiced man. up. I was talking about war. <laughs> I looked in the booth. Do you, do, you, do you know who this BMO is here? Because it's not the BMO I know. I don't know who this man is. Ooh. He could be walking down the street. <laughs> yes, sorry that right to there. this man. Sorry to this man. Man, America and war? Come on, y'all. Yeah. What? The history of America is war. Pretty war much. War of 1812, the French uh, uh, Indian war, war, the Revolutionary War, the Civil, Civil war, war, the First Great War. The, the war in uh, Iraq. The war in Iraq. The World Wars. The war on Vietnam, terrorism. which was the, the Korean nigga, War. Nigga, we've gone to war Storm. with ideals. <laughs> nigga, for real. The war on terrorism. <laughs> and now somebody talking shit? <laughs> oh, it's the same. Crazy! Just, <laughs> I hope they don't come over here with that shit, though. That's the only thing. My American privilege is definitely showing itself because I'm pretty sure the people in Iran are like, "Oh shit, yeah, we talking shit to America." They, hey man, they seeing that rocket red with, glare we right with now. Iran a lot, bro. Um, a lot of the first big cyber attacks were done from uh, the U.S. and in the U.K. against countries like Iran. Mm. And then Iran, after they got hit with that, they got hit with attacks that like would. Mess up the um, the gauges on some of their chemical vats and stuff in their power plants. So yeah, like trying to blow up shit. We were trying to blow up shit through cyber attacks in Iran. But then I Iran, see, I got, feel like he just told us classified information or something. No, I'm pretty know. sure that's pretty public. I, I, know, I know, I know. But but Iran got really nice after they got hit with that shit. They learned how to re-engineer that. So what I would be more concerned with is not bombs here. It's not going to happen from them. But it could be some cyber attacks going on, not necessarily for the government, but companies, people. So, Son, you know it would be a beautiful uh, cyber attack? 
They should student give, loans. They should just somehow manipulate the banking system and give everybody a million dollars. That would fuck us up, bro. Yeah, that fuck the American economy the roof, up. Yeah. What? A house would be a billion dollars. Dollars trading like rupees out here. Hell shit, yeah, yeah, dog. Two hundred on the tank, please. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it, it's time for the word, word of, of the, the day. day. Yes, sir. Of the day. Of the day. Word of the day is brought to you by dictionaryapp.com. Play that. Play that. Play, play that word. Imponderabilia. Oh shit. Imponderabilia. Imponderabilia. Read the definition, man. Imponderabilia. Uh, imponderables. Things that (laughs) (laughs) things that cannot be precisely determined, measured, or evaluated. Example: the imponderabilia surrounding human life. Mm. Or some shit you don't know. The imponderability around this weather, man. They say it's supposed to be 68 this weekend. What? Right. Wow. That and it some... snowed yesterday. And it snowed yesterday. That's yeah. why I'll people getting sick. Friday, That's why so Matthew kind of halfway from here. sick. Dog, man. Yeah, this man. this my flu game, man. Like, but I think oh, that, but it feels like Bemo's like killing it right now. So, no, nah, bro. I was just uh, man. I didn't even uh, know where that came from. I was about to fall asleep <laughs> 20 minutes over, ago. Man, like, but something about that. I don't know. I don't want to go back. The crew back together. He done got excited. I don't want to get something about gangster shit. Get Bemo hype. Yo, I'm. Yo, gangsta, I seen that cut. That's the real the other gangsta, day. You know, for real. Yeah, that man left no imponderability Ew, about facts. what. No, fate was gonna no, be. none no, whatsoever. No. It was clear. <laughs> <laughs> if you go to war with us, there's gonna be a lot of imponderability around. Oh man, gonna raise your kids. Oh man, there your mind's you like go. go a little too deep, real fast. Right, on yeah, in, player. Day. All right, man. Uh, as a content creator, I find it pivotal to constantly investigate that which inspires, confounds, and disrupts creativity. Each week, I'm going to explore. Well, not this week. I'm going to explore several creative concepts, deconstruct them to the creative atoms, and analyze the foundations in hope of expanding the discovery of the creative process. This week, I want to do a wrap-up of the last decade. So I'm a real sucker, right? I'm a real sucker on that real, like, New Year's Eve and New Year's Day shit. I'm I'm with the resolutions. I'm with the Habariganis. I'm with the planning. I'm with the vision board What's parties. What's Habarigan? I don't know what that is. That's a real shit, though. Yeah, man. I don't know what that. You is. just kind of blew my mind. That's a barigani is like four. the is the is is what's the good news? It's the it's kind of like the Merry Christmas for Kwanzaa. Oh, okay. Oh yeah, wow. I had my first Kwanzaa celebration. I was a part of that. But whoa, we, we ain't know whoa, about that. Whoa, 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 oh, shit. whoa. <clears throat> you might have just fucked me up, Tom. Tom, hold on. So Kwanzaa is a holiday that was created by the African American community to use their African roots to celebrate and plan. For the year forward, and then I say Habari Ghani to you, an African, and you looking at me like, "What the fuck are you talking about, Bimo?" Okay, so Kwanzaa, yeah, I'm almost certain is like a blending of many different like African languages. Right, right. So I know mine. I don't be knowing everybody else's. I have Man. never heard that word before. And you've heard of Kwanzaa though. I've heard of Kwanzaa. Hey, do you celebrate Kwanzaa? No, Kuji Chagalia and shit. You dig? Damn. But I just, I just had never heard of that. Ujima, I have did. to keep it a hundred. Which no, I, I got you. Okay. You know how many? Moving just right along. So yeah, you just, you just, you just like <laughs> you know how many variations of Nia and Imani. I'm familiar with. Man, you just kind of like shout crossed Kwanzaa, me up bro. just now. Yo, shout, shout out to Kwanzaa, Kwanzaa man. Shout, shout out to Kwanzaa, yeah, Kwanzaa man. I, was, I did my first little uh, Kwanzaa celebration. So how was hey, that? It was cool. Uh, it was at my mom's boyfriend's hey. mother's house. My oh. boyfriend's mother's house. Hey, so that real y'all black. getting all up into it, right? So they had they had this, the Christmas celebration, mm-hmm. right? And then um, what? So the last day of Kwanzaa is, is New Year's day. day. Yeah. So I guess New Year's Day we had a big 
Imani's the last day of Kwanzaa, right? Mm-hmm. So it's a big celebration, big feast. So we had a lot of food, and that was great. And afterwards, it was a program, mm-hmm. and kind of just explaining the you know the impetus behind creating Kwanzaa, how it was created, the significance of the candles, with the candle holders mean, the, the colors, the days, etc. And then different members of their family came up and, and did little presentations of how, you know, those days right. correlated to them. You know, right, right. To them, which I thought was dope because, you know, like you, you hear the same Christmas story yeah. and all this other stuff. But to see the interpretation of blackness in a holiday mm-hmm. and so much care and emphasis put on like cultural history and love and all of that to start the new year and also... Yeah. Uh, cap off the last year. Yeah, I don't know, man. I, I'm kind of no, a convert. Kwanzaa's bro. lit, bro. I think I'm celebrating Kwanzaa's Kwanzaa for lit, the rest bro. of my life. It's bro. really good. I, I got to get me a Kwanzaa candle holder, Facts. man. That shit is that shit is lit. Yeah. But on the other side of Kwanzaa, the time time you're still blowing my mind right now. But anyway, yeah, I'm sorry. Um, I didn't sorry, realize you're still going to. No, nah, it's right. cool. It's cool. It's cool. So I was. I did a quick recap of some of my favorite creative moments, not only from the last year, okay. but also the last decade. Y'all want to start with the failures, or y'all want to start with the the achievements first? Let's start off with the failure. Oh, the fa- okay. Yep. So here are my favorite my favorite fails of the last decade. Google Plus. Ooh. Google Plus was supposed to be a uh, like a social networking platform that, that was provided by Google. Y'all remember Google Plus? Yeah, uh, vaguely. Exactly. It's like Pinterest, I think. <clears throat> the International uh, House of Burgers. The oh, International I, I, oh, House yeah, of yeah, Burgers. Man, all but forty eight hours. Forty eight hours. Bring that ass here, boy. In this time, man. It was good. It was. A, oh, it was. It? Did you try the burgers? Yes. Okay. Oh, I love. I love, first I, off, I, I hop has great yes. burgers <laughs> for some strange reason. They've always had great burgers, but, but for them to try the to rebrand, mm. I think it was all a ploy, just like the Popeyes thing. Yeah. Well. It yeah. failed because it's not called. I always love chicken. No, sandwiches. I'm saying it generated talk. So for oh. marketing purposes, it did you think that was what it was? Yeah, why so would you call Burgers it don't elicit the same An response achievement? Yeah, it could niggas be. as mm-hmm. chicken sandwiches. We work. Boy, that shit went down in a oh, flaming yeah. ball of gas. <laughs> we work. You know, we work is like bankrupt now. Yeah, man. They're literally bankrupt. Yeah, they went with from, all them locations. Yeah. Yep. Damn. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Go on. Go on to, to the YouTube. Oh, Volkswagen's gas emissions cheating. When they found out that Volkswagen had. Uh, the had changed the computer programs within their Volkswagens oh, to make it look like their emissions were something that they weren't. Better than they were. Mm-hmm. That was a great failure. Mm-hmm. Blackberry it's failed in 2011. I thought that was very interesting. That's the Fire Festival, which oh, I think oh, oh, is a uh, Fire Festival, is, to me is a is a good cautionary tale for every creative who's who thinks they have an idea. And it wants to go as hard as they can at that idea, but I mean, really can't execute. That's similar to we work too. Shit, way too inflated. Yeah, and then it all just crashing. The whole down. time, Ja Rule's working on ja another Rule. festival. Yeah, I mean, Ja Rule can do that. It's a new decade, general. but we can also put Ja Rule in one of the biggest fails of. Wait, 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 wait. Was Ja Rule on? <laughs> we'll get back to that. Okay. <laughs> have you not Google seen Glass. the documentary? I have Google, Google Glass, Glass and Blue Apron. Do y'all know about Blue Apron? I'm hip. I'm Isn't hip that the cooking and Snappables? Remember the Snapchat glasses? Yeah, just came and went too. But I feel you. On Blue Apron. Um, uh, they delivered the food delivery service. The food right? delivery. What happened to them? They have they have not made a dollar since they've been in business. Damn. Woo. What's the other not one? Okay, $1. fresh or something like that. Okay, fresh. So I, I was Hello reading the article. Hello, Hello, fresh. Okay. In um in preparation for one of these segments, and I read that Blue Apron spends to gain a customer using like podcast advertising and TV right. advertising and all these other placements and stuff. Yeah. They spend about five hundred dollars to get a customer, and the customers on average only stay with them for four months. Jesus. So that's only four hundred dollars that they make. So they do all that work to lose a hundred dollars. 
biggest fails. Here are some of my favorite accomplishments, though. Um, Monique says boycott Netflix. (laughs) (coughs) Beyonce's homecoming. I think Beyonce's homecoming is actually the new uh, the new standard for excellence. Uh, Coney twenty twelve. Remember y'all remember Coney twenty twelve? We had to go get the African man. That shit fizzled out. Black Panther the movie. How you doing, man? Uh, Google Stadia. Google Stadia. The death. Yeah. Oh, is it out? Did you get it yet? Not yet. Okay, when I get this first paycheck from the Funk Parade, it's going down. Google Stadia, the death of Nipsey Hussle, unfortunately. Spotify and how it's reshaped the commercial landscape of music. And then similar with Tinder, how it's reshaped the landscape of romantic encounters. Uh, The Cloud. (laughs) The Cloud is huge. Yeah, these are some of my favorite creative accomplishments. Instagram. uh, The black wealth conversation is finally here. Politicians are even started using... uh, Reparations, reparations as pandering points so right. we might that, get a solution yeah. like that's that's the first step i really appreciate that yeah. y'all full of shit but i hey, appreciate it um the <laughs> town hall conversations with killer mike oh my yeah. god yeah yeah yeah. true i, I didn't know, put that on there that was good though yeah. uh the serial podcast yeah uh bill cosby is in jail yeah, and so black serial niggas still yeah yeah i think he might have did it though yeah that nigga went to retrial like three times yeah they nah, can't find so it he might i'm sorry yeah it sucks black lives matter uh, we're talking about the dude from. You, did you listen to Serial the podcast? No. Nah. How you not gonna listen to the OG podcast? Nah. Right, Alexia is upset with you right now, man. Come on, man. That's what gets. I'll be in, my, got us in, the in my own world. I'm That's what got us in the booth, man. Election night. Yeah, we hate the results, but man, what a night! That uh, shit was. That was a too intense Yo, drama. It filled. Was it the first two hours? Shit was yeah. Sweet. Wait, it was looking ta- all right. Are you talking about 2012 or 2016? 2016. Ah. Uh, Although 20, I mean 2012 wasn't as popping. 2008 was the greatest. Yeah, 2018, 2008 was a great. 2016 election, yeah. Yeah. <sighs> dramatic man. That shit. It's like watching a uh, a car crash, in slow motion, and you're in the other car that's getting hit. Uh, the Cloud, Instagram, Black Wealth, Serial Podcast, Bill Cosby is in jail, Black Lives Matter, uh, Moonlight being best picture, and sweeping La La Land literally off the stage. I thought that was great. Yeah. Time's Up over Me Too. That's another conversation. Yeah. The Slavery is a Choice conversation. I thought it was a great creative moment. The New Edition movie. And then lastly, those four black boys on Twitter uh, that look like the Ginyu Force. <laughs> so that's BMO Goes Too Deep. Those <laughs> are my favorite. What are they called? I forgot, I forgot what they're called. Something like that? Have y'all seen that? Uh, yeah, something like that. There's these, these four <laughs> black boys. They look like the Ginyu Force. They legit look like the Ginyu Force of hip-hop. And they yeah, got like this little, little intro. These, these young is different, man. Hey, hey, man. I respect it, though. And this be more goes too deep. If you can't find it, you know, reach back into the annals of time and find it. There you go. Word. Any thoughts? Any other? Any any moments? Any great moments from the last ten years? Well, nine years, depending on what asshole you listen to, from twenty twenty ten to twenty nineteen, that kind of like shaped the creative industry or even your perspective of the creative industry. Um, I think locally, don't you DC? Oh yeah, Mochella man. Mochella, that Mochella. was a big moment. Mochella was huge. Um, what you got, time time? I would say uh, lime. I would say Chris uh, 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 flower bomb. Flower bomb. Moment. Oh yeah, flower bomb was definitely a moment. That's that was, true. That was a moment. Um, my whole my last four, four months of the decade were pretty pretty spectacular for pretty myself. Little, Speaking of which, off, hold on. Bro. What time oh. is it, man? Hold on. Before we get oh, we got a guest in the yeah, building. A, a, time, whole, time, a whole introduce guest the guest in the building, Ca- man. Caucasian guest on African okay. time. Oh wow. <laughs> We all family here. Oh, wow. <laughs> what are you guys talking about? <laughs> My people. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, Tom. Oh, hey, wow. Man. 
Introduce our guest, Tom Tom. No, nah, but he was late because I was doing my facilitator thing. Because <laughs> facilitator. So no yo, time out. I'm late because no. your guest was late. Exactly. On That's what I'm saying. <laughs> now we're putting the late on. So me. I facilitated two interviews at once. What are you saying? I haven't said it. Introduce hey, the guest, Tom. Hey, Tom, hey, Tom. Hey, that's hey, what I'm man. saying. My man, here, my man, 100 grand, the man Bruce, uh, the Bruce Allen yes. on social media. Facts. One of the coolest photographers I know, one of the coolest podcasters I know. Yep, mm. yep. Been doing this for a while, right? You had the video podcast. You got the audio popping off. You've been doing yeah, man. concert photography, yeah. all different assortments of photography, right? So Yeah, it's called That's the Angle. That's the, that's uh, the angle. Right? I'm just going to plug that early. Oh, and here, here's my old guest. Oh, shit. <laughs> it's Chris Byron in the building. Hey. What's up, man? I'm good. I'm good. Thank you. I'm good, man. Well, welcome to the show, Bruce. Welcome to the show, man. Thanks for coming through, man. We appreciate you having us. Well, man, I said that completely backwards. We appreciate you coming to the show, not yeah. you having us. Oh, yeah. <laughs> First episode of the year, so we're just <laughs> we, we, we shaking out the kinks. We shaking out the kinks. It's coming. Man. It's coming. Yeah, it's cool, man. What's going on, guys? What's going on? So, bro, um, I mean, I wanted to have you on because... You know, you're you're another dope person in the in the streets. Trying. Um, you you started your podcast at uh, the, the, the DC Art Studios. Yeah. And then now you've transitioned into home. Yeah. And how's that been going? Man, honestly, so I started at the DC Art Studios just because that was my old studio space. So it was like the only place I could have a podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then eventually, I just ended up getting rid of that studio, and I said, shit. I need a place to record. Venues, Can't man. do this at my home because that's really awkward and mm-hmm. unprofessional. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I just happened to meet this amazing dude named Amir. And he runs this really small art gallery up at 52 O Streets. And uh, he was like, yeah, he's like, you could record it here. I was like, word? He's like, word. And so now every Wednesday I'm up there recording. And uh, like today I just had your homie Chris Pirate on. Mm-hmm. And that was amazing because literally a year ago this yeah, month, I, remember I had him on when he moved to the city. Yeah, and right. like you guys mentioned in your intro, the, the flower... Bu- was it Flower Bomb? Flower Bomb. Bomb. Yeah, yes, sir. Yeah. I mean, that was a huge thing, but that was before all of that. And so it was mm-hmm. crazy to look back at the year of just like progress and everything happening. Right. So, yeah, it's kind of a full circle moment. Right. So how long Pack have you been in two. the how long have you been in the podcast space? I've been in the podcast space for actually like two years now because people know me when I started interviewing people. But actually, it started off as just like voice memos to myself okay. where I would just talk about uh, my journey as a photographer, like right. things I've learned and uh, just different people I'd meet and lessons I've learned to share it on uh, through Anchor. And that's how I like distribute it. Wow. I would just use Anchor. And it actually, surprisingly enough, the views then were better than they were not too recently uh, just because I guess the photography niche is pretty strong. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I got kind of tired of doing that content. And so I went to interviews and um, it's doing great now. But but the, the switch mm-hmm. was was interesting, I think, for my, for my guest. But, you yeah, know, I started it doing like, Two years ago, just talking to myself on the phone. But even deeper than that, I had a college radio show mm. where oh, yeah, every yeah, Friday, I was about to get into that. every Friday, I had a show called Positron's Playlist where I would play dance Positron. music and I'd have the local DJs come on. And were it you was a like, DJ yourself? You know, I wanted to be a DJ, but I just, <laughs> I, I, I just didn't have the yeah. I didn't have it in me to play. You already had one craft that you were really doing. Yeah, really I, a just, lot of work I just never wanted to play the cha cha slide. Mm-hmm. So I just <laughs> I just I, I just couldn't get into it. But I love the people and I love yeah. the culture, and so that's what really got me into being on the radio and broadcasting myself. Yeah, yeah. You mentioned venues like you left DCR Studio. You linked up with Amir. Shout out Amir, um, homie. Yeah, um, but. We were just talking about this offline, mm-hmm. but how difficult it is to find a really solid venue in the city. For what? So, just, just in general. Anything. Whether it's for the podcast or for like events, it's just like 
real estate is rare. I mean, space to do what you want to do is rare, right? Because mm-hmm. like space costs money, and when you're being creative, the last thing if you got time for it, you don't got money. If you got the money for it, you don't got time. So right? gotta that's, give. that's how it hmm. works. Yep. And you're right in DC. It's like it does. We don't have the space or infrastructure to facilitate it. But I mean, look at you guys. You guys are here. This is this is pretty awesome. Yeah, it's we gone. lock up and you know, like and then you, you facilitate yeah. where you can. You Relationships, know? man. Just yeah, conversations. But, but Amir's space in general, um, it was like how I got in that space, or just spaces in general. Um, just in general, both. Seren- serendipity, especially as a photographer, I know you probably appreciate that building in mm-hmm. general because there's so many other photography studios up and down that that building. Yeah, that building definitely has the sauce right now. Yeah. As far as art studios in D.C., 52 O Street is definitely kind of the Leader Studio 54 yep. from back in the day. It's kind of this space where all these creatives were really popping off and getting big contracts and doing things and putting on events. They're all kind of operating at a 52 O Street, so it's, it feels really cool to kind of be a part of that. Yep. SBO yep. with Chris was uh, mm-hmm. last April. It was a hit. Urbane. Mm-hmm. The highest I've ever been in my Beanies. life. Beanies. Yeah. Oh, my God. Talk, talk. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Where were you really big? <laughs> you were there, too. <laughs> oh, yeah. for your event. Yeah, yeah. For, for the Christian show. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I love 52 yeah. man. Those gummies are strong, man. <laughs> Bruh. It was no joke. Yeah, we got Tom Tom. We got a picture lot of, of legends on the moon. Future legends in that. Yeah, building, I don't bro. think I, like, yeah, picture, the, the I don't picture, think I've were, been that high before. Yeah. You were on the moon, bro. You were on For the moon. For the whole night, too. So let me ask you this. What got you into, uh, like, broadcasting, podcasting, and storytelling on, like, the verbal sense? Um... Well, I guess a lot of it starts with that radio show in college. But when I think about what made me want to do the radio show in yeah. college, yeah, honestly, I have no idea. Really, I have no idea. I was just doing dance music, and I was just the audio engineer director there because I was going to school for audio engineering. I was mm. just like, "Oh, That's you guys!" I just got involved with the radio station. I really don't know what it was. Like, I, I did. I wasn't even listening to podcasts back then. Like, podcasts weren't even like a big thing back mm-hmm. then. This is like. 2010, 2011. Yeah, this is very <laughs> beginning of podcast. Radio shows, yeah, yeah. but yeah, not like, podcasts quite yet. Yeah, yeah like yeah, putting definitely. my thing on a podcast seemed like this weird ethereal thing to do with like oh, RSS right. feeds yep. and like right, weird right. close group of friends and shit. Yeah, like, that. like right. I didn't even know how it was. We were like broadcasting on Ustream. Right, like maybe three or four Ustream. people. Well, <laughs> boy, you done dug in the crates with that one. Yeah, yeah right? <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, it, it was just like those early days of just being on the radio and like sacrificing my Friday nights and trying to coordinate guests and realizing how hard it was and yeah. trying to link and doing these shitty interviews. And like, it was all of that that I really enjoyed. And then I kind of fell out of it for a while. But when I came back into this area and I came back into making a lot of YouTube content, uh, I just kind of felt like something else was missing. Like I wanted to do something different. And so that's when I was just like, Oh, let me interview people. Like yeah. I, there's people I actually want to talk to. Right. And so I just kind of interviewed it started interviewing people I knew and the next thing you know I just kind of kept trying to climb this like weird interview social ladder and I'm still climbing it and just trying to get better and better guests and provide more value to people who mm-hmm. listen so right you become this kind of like living Rolodex too because you've interviewed people the likes of Chris but also Sahil who yeah. owns Rasa so yeah. people from different you know disciplines and walks of life in this area but all are moving and shaking in their own lanes so but now you have you're you know not even you're like one person separated from pretty much everybody. Yeah, within right. a the owner of Roy time. Boys, the Scott Parker. I definitely enjoyed that one. You like that one? Yeah, Dude, yeah. Honestly, that so, it's so. You know what's really interesting about doing podcasts is that, like, I'm sure. You, how long? How many interviews you guys you in right now? We're what, like thirty? Thirty episodes. Okay, that's pretty decent for this, for right. this podcast. You, yeah. You'll do a podcast and feel like it was absolute ass. That's kind of how I felt about Man. the Scott Parker one. Why? But, but 
I don't know why. I just felt like I couldn't get a good conversation going. Mm-hmm. But when I hear someone like you say, like, yo, that was sick, I'm like, all right, guess what's cool. not bad. Cause, like, cause, so, all right. So the reason why I like that one is because for the most part, you have been doing like creatives in a row. Mm-hmm. And that was like a businessman. And you were asking him like the right type of questions to like mm. get good answers out of him. Yeah. That's, that's why I like I mean, uh, every every podcaster has an episode where they feel like they got their ass handed it to them. It's happened. Oh, yeah, it's happened to us. Yeah. We, don't, we don't speak on it often, but it's happened to us. too. That's my favorite episode. But whatever, dude. I once I once had. I mean, yeah. On the Scott, Scott Parker thing, like I did try to get those business questions on because that's a dude who's making major moves, like cooperating. That's a whole like different seven world. restaurants. Yeah, yeah crazy. and he was so humble about it. I'm Boy like, dude, boys. like you're oh. you're you're completely crushing it. Like he's pulling from all different sides. But dude, I've definitely had people on the show. Who put me in my place? I had this like feminist on, and I actually brought this up. In my oh, interview. I remember that one yeah, too. Kate, I, right? Fuck, I wasn't gonna say her name, but yeah, <laughs> I, I had, <laughs> the facilitator. Dude, <laughs> I, I would, <laughs> sorry, Bruce, I don't miss much. It's okay, fuck her. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, dude, literally, she was like, "Don't interrupt me while I'm speaking." Oh yeah, and she like she like yelled at me for like not doing my research on her and shit, and I was like, "Dude, this isn't like mid interview." <laughs> like literally mid interview, I'm like, "I'm like, yo, like this is a podcast. Yeah, We're talking yeah, shit yeah. here. This isn't like some factual <laughs> on the record thing." She's like, "Yes, not it is. Barbara Walters, baby. Like you know what I'm saying? This is not 2020. Exactly. Well, it is 2020, but it's not 2020." But nah, dude, crazy, I, yeah. yeah, I've been there, and like, I'm just trying to have different people on the show. And recently, I've been targeting creatives, but if I ever get someone like Scott or someone different to come on, or like like Sahil from Rasa, mm-hmm. like they're just dudes operating in a restaurant space, which a lot of people don't know is like a whole different animal, like mm-hmm. space that I really love and I grew up in in the restaurant industry. So it's like Where? the more of those people I can meet, I want to like meet and interview them. But that's neither here nor there. Yeah, yeah. I can dig it. I can dig it. Yeah. Did you, how did you learn to interview? Like, what would you say? Reps, what, right? what did you study? I guess to. Really get your style down to it. Seems like you're self-taught because you've been doing this shit for like 10 years pretty much, like playing around with, in the yeah. space. Yeah, I mean, I've been self-taught. I mean, so I came from radio. So I'm re- I was used to radio interviews that are very question, answer, question, answer. And then it wasn't until I got exposed into, I actually, it was No Jumper mm. that really Ooh. got me into the format of long, long form. And then through No Jumper of his love of Joe Rogan, I got onto Joe, Joe Rogan. Rogan. Yeah, and yeah. that really got me onto the long form conversations of where we could go deep and sidetrack and talk shit. And it's not this question, answer, question, answer, interview style that I was used to before. And so a lot of those things in combination of listening to my own interviews and kind of being like, why did I say like so many times? Right. Or, <laughs> Definitely. or listening to it and being like, ooh, at that moment, I should have went on this. I should have went deeper on this. He was saying something, but I wasn't just catching it. I was too busy thinking about what I'm going to say. Right. So there is an art to this. Mm-hmm. Like, there's an art to interviewing. And, like, I feel like I suck and I'm still getting there. But I appreciate you guys saying something. No, I mean, I feel you like your style is, like, more casual. Like, mm-hmm. let, let's say... Me and the boys are doing a podcast. I might give them a one sheet. We're trying to follow a certain format. I feel like yours is very casual. Like you just you think of a question, you ask it. You know, not necessarily like the, the conversation flows, but we have segments. Like we have segments and this and that. You, I don't know if yours. I wouldn't say yours is yours isn't necessarily like that. I should say it depends I mean, on the situation. Yeah. I definitely have talking points in my mind. Right. Where like with Chris Pyre, I'm like, okay, I know I got to touch on the fact <clears> that it's been a year. I got to touch on the fact that. Uh, he's been crushing. I got to talk about the events, the Nike deal. Got to talk about his show he's got coming up because that's uh, that's what he's trying to promote. Mm-hmm. But in between those moments, you can find these really golden moments if you're if you could pick up on them that are probably better than what you had in mind. Mm-hmm. And just by following that, sometimes you can. I found that I can really just 
get to some really good value points into some like clips and segments like literally i guess we'll start talking about something in in in, in my head i'm like i'm gonna clip that out for youtube that's so good right, right you right. know and it wasn't something i had thought of before did you um learn to you know clip out your long form videos kind of in like joe rogan style mm-hmm. like and how has youtube as a platform benefited you compared to looking at other options maybe like igtv or some of these other man's just hit two thousand followers i mean two thousand subscribers right well, on the YouTube? Yeah. I'm really close. I'm like 100 away. I, I feel like by the end of this week, I'm going to hit 2,000. So I'm pretty happy about that. Nice. nice. But um, you lost me on the question. Just platforms Joe in Rogan. general, like um, inspiration on the short clips from the oh, long yeah. form videos. I mean, so because I'm trying to put out media in, the, in a YouTube sense, I was, I was I'm just going to look at what the best people are doing. Mm-hmm. And between that and listening to Gary Vaynerchuk, I'm like, oh, wait a minute. So I've got this long form content. And from that long form content, you know, to do that, I can only do those so many times a week. That's mm-hmm. not a lot of content. But if I can go back and listen to them and take a clip for Instagram, take a clip for YouTube that's valuable, mm-hmm. I'm not just playing the content game, but I'm also providing value to the point where the section that Chris talked about, about his experiences doing this, that could actually be very beneficial, not just for me, but for my viewers mm-hmm. and the fact that they don't have to listen to a two-hour interview, but now they can listen to 30 minutes and get sucked into it if they want to. Mm-hmm. But I can just take the value play of, of the podcast and, and use it into multiple streams of other content. Right. Like, um, have you, no jumper. Did you watch the Adam interview Vlad from Vlad TV? That was a weird one. Yeah. It didn't I seem like they one. were like, it, it looked green screened or something. Yeah. It did look kind of weird. It's different from their typical layout, but I, yeah. you, you reminded me of something that Vlad said, like, he's like, yo, I drop like five videos a day for, uh, new pieces of content and one throwback video mm-hmm. and in order to do that i gotta just make sure i have a Artillery. bunch of shitload of content ready to go so i do all these long form videos and i just dice them up and but my uh my subscribers can rest assured that they're going to get five pieces of valuable content a day it's a lot, Vlad, yeah, a lot of, i mean for a, a machine that is vlad yeah he's but, got a uh, I don't, he's got a huge team behind him oh yeah yeah i think he said he has like he has less than 20 employees but that's still like for, for independent media. Hell yeah, man. I'd give Come my left nut for one employee. Jeez, you had an employee would be great, <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. Like, that job would just be to clip out content all day. I mean, like, these days, it's like, how much content can one person put out? Because it's just me doing this, right? So mm-hmm. it's like, how much can you broadcast in one day? It's like, today, I've already posted on Instagram. I've done my story. I did an interview. I posted on YouTube already. It's like, now I'm already thinking, like, oh, I got to clip that's now. That's just an I gotta, off day. I got to post on Twitter. I got to... You know, promote this. I gotta do that. It's just like fuck. It's like, yeah. why am I doing this? But do you still mm-hmm. like really enjoy that though? You really en- enjoy it, or is it just like, yo, I'm, this it's is a job? It's like on a Kobe mentality shit. Like, this no, I, I actually, do, like, I actually hate doing it all. To be completely honest, I love making it, but I hate the backgrounds. Like, I actually yeah. really hate like the editing, editing the YouTube videos, like the I workflow hate, shit. I really hate doing all that, but I, I do it, it because I have to do it to meet my goals and so i try to find joy in it mm-hmm. right like i'm so logged behind on content i've like just not just interview content but just content i've done just for my channel that's non-related to it like i'm like i'm literally like 12 videos behind but really it's only like a month ago yeah but i'm 12 videos behind so it's like god damn what are your goals with what in general <clears throat> Uh, like as it come, as we've been talking a lot about the podcasting space right now. So, mm-hmm. what are like, what are some of your end goals, or even some of your markers of success when it comes to the podcast game? I guess when it comes to podcasts, and that's the angle in general. It's it's more about making it into a full fledged media company. So, while it's not just interviews and podcasts, it's 
the vlogs to the art shows. It's other micro content I can come up with. It's commentary. I view it as like a giant umbrella of that C angle, and then everything else is under it. Podcasts is a section. Vlogs are a section. Uh, commentary is a section. Producing shows and events is a whole different section, but mm-hmm. it's still under the same umbrella. Yeah. So, I mean, it's like I'm just trying to build something bigger than myself because I realized a long time ago that I don't want to be 60 and having to shoot someone's event as a photographer. Yeah, fuck that. Like, I, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't want to be doing yeah. stuff like that that longer. But also, as a person in general, like, I kind of always want more. Mm-hmm. So, trying to turn this into this big thing seems really cool. And I hope I can do it. And, you know, it's highly possible that one of those branches of what you've built will take off before the other ones. It's yeah. kind of like Instagram, you said, was one of mm-hmm. like, you know, one of my creative wins, right? Yeah, yeah. It started originally as something totally different. Yep. And that one aspect of the photos was just one aspect of the app, Bourbon. Right. But, you know, that took off and they stripped everything else. But you seem like somebody who's been multi-talented and driven by different things. So you've done photography, but you've also done audio engineering. So, yeah. And all these other things, too. So do you feel like you have to do these different creative outlets to feel whole? Yeah. Or, I mean, I'd be bored. It's taught was- you a lot over the over the time. Yeah, I mean, it all it all comes together. Like, the audio engineering comes into the podcast. Mm-hmm. Case, the video production comes into everything. And it's weird because at the end of it, like, I don't make any money from any content. Right. Right. Do you right. have a job? Yeah, I'm a full-time professional photographer. Nice. So it's like within all this, I'm still managing all my photography clients and managing edits and managing right. videos. And <clears throat> as I do more of the podcasts and content and event production, I find myself getting further and further away from working for photography clients now, my fine art photography and shoot for myself is something I always want to do and always will do as an mm-hmm. artist. Right. But if I could get rid of having to, like, shoot your company event, I will. But I can't. So. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. you know, it's like we some sponsors could help change the thing. Like, I don't know right. what it is, but I'm just going to keep doing it. You said something about producing events. So, yeah, you've like, been hosting events and doing your own joint at the Cheshire, I saw. Yeah, yeah. How was that? Yeah, talk more on that. I'm an I'm a event producer myself. Nice. What, do you yeah. what, what events have you produced? Man, I've done everything from Flower Bomb Festival. That was one of my events. Uh, Funk, Funk Parade. Parade. I've done private galleries, speakeasy shows. Wait, but when you concerts. say you produce it, what do you mean you produced it? Like, put it on together. Mm. That's, that's the simple Like, one. you yeah. coordinated the space and everything? Space, talent, budget, fucking marketing strategy, everything from the rooters to the two to making sure yeah. that. Really, what I like to say is that, like, if an artist or a creative has a dream, it's my it's like my responsibility to make that dream come mm. to the physical world. All the infrastructure, right? right? So doing just everything. What do you What do you mean by like producing things? No, I mean that's, that's exactly what it is. I just didn't know what I didn't producing know. Producing can mean I so don't, many different honestly, things. Honestly, what's your name? I don't even know who you are. Ah, <laughs> you missed the intro. My name is Bimo. Bruce. Bruce. Nice to meet you, man. It's good to see you, man. I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure. I didn't get to introduce you. Seven minutes ago. No, it's all, thanks, Tom. Tom. Jeez. Hey, man. I just be put, put, putting people in place. I don't. Nah, always... but we are. We actually coming to. Let me get my in get the bag segment real quick. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> what's in the bag, <laughs> dog? We almost forgot a whole segment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. I mean, I'm a freestyle it because uh, I didn't want. I didn't write a big script this okay time. But I read this article. I'm sure y'all might have seen it on Twitter too. And like, um, these book clubs have been popping up inspired by Nipsey Hussle. Uh, across mm, America where really? like you know because of his death and mm. people starting to do more research on his life they realized like he was a bibliophile like he loved to read like he was an avid reader and so like mm. I think there's a, a book club in um, LA of course Houston DC I want to I want to check out the one in DC but um, it's a dope Washington Post article where they're like 
reading all these different books, like The Spook Who Sat By The Door. What a book, man. So they're reading those books, but also like, you know, self-help <laughs> books, business books, books by like uh, independent and smaller known African-American authors. So yeah. it seems like a diverse set of, of books. So I just kind of wanted to open it up to the floor. What are some books or... Uh, I don't know, like this piece of content or if it's a documentary that you would really recommend um, to, I guess, somebody in 2020 and why I'll start off. There's this uh, I listen to a lot of uh, <laughs> I had one ready. <laughs> OK. All right, Bruce, go ahead. Kick us off. <laughs> yeah, I just went on a sweet fucking cruise and I was listening to The Tipping Point by Malcolm Gladwell Whoa. the whole time. I love that book. And if you guys haven't listened to any Malcolm Gladwell, you really should because that guy's amazing but he reads his own audiobooks which is even mm-hmm. better but the tipping point was amazing because he he breaks down the situations uh and he uses historical examples of what tipped it to being popular like what made sesame street popular what made oshkosh bagosh mm-hmm. the shoe during that time and he identifies these certain key people that are essential to making something tip and when something tips it goes mainstream and right. so that was just really eye-opening into identifying certain personalities and people that uh, may or may not be in your life that you could help that could help you on your journey and to realize patterns of society and other things like that possibly facilitate yes <laughs> like tom you like like one example is like tom you're a connector right yeah. so tom knows a bunch of people like very lightly and he kind of collects people mm-hmm. like i would identify tom he, he kind of collects these people over time and he can connect you with these certain mm-hmm. people over time like mm-hmm. and there's just different types of people but that was just like one example no mm. it's great uh tipping point is like a really uh, foundational book for me. Nice. Uh, I read this book called Contagious by Jonah Berger, Ooh. and he referenced The Tipping Point by Malcolm Gladwell. And Contagious was talking about how things go viral. It's kind of the science behind that, which is based on that. So as a Who companion book books? to that, I would oh, nice. recommend that. Mm. Check that out. Yeah. Well, I'm going to go completely opposite with some fiction joints. Okay. The Old Man in the Sea. For all my people who are out there like the, the metaphors and shit about man versus nature, that shit is a great inspirational book to get you off your ass and into some action before you get old. Um, I really like Of Mice and Men. That shit was great, too. Mm-hmm. Um, I like novellas, if you, if you haven't been able to tell. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Invisible Man, uh, mm-hmm. Ralph Ellison. That's another great book. Um, and then I just finished reading. I didn't like it too much, but I could tell people... I could, Check it out so that you can have strong opinions about it too. Mm-hmm. But I just finished reading Ta-Nehisi Coates' uh, book, the the Water Dancer. I think that's okay. what it's called. It was overwritten. Um, but I'm also reading. Speaking of small authors, this is this is a guy named Paul Beatty. He wrote this book called The White Voice Shuffle, uh, and it's a book about uh, black extremism as it comes to revolution and suicide. Wow. So my most recent content that I took in that I found very interesting was the interview with Rick Rubin and Andre 3000. Okay. Oh, I yeah. saw that. I that saw shit that. was gold. They got to put out the uncut version, man. Yeah, I didn't I don't know if I saw the actual YouTube version. I just was listening to yeah. it. Yeah. Uh-huh. And like he went into like his perception of his himself mm-hmm. like while while he was doing rap, how he sees himself afterwards mm-hmm. and how like low key he's kind of like over rapping. Yeah. So like he's trying to move on to the next thing. But mm. at the core of it what I found to be the most interesting is like while he, he, he said he has some um, some uh, mental, uh, I wouldn't call it disorder, but he has some... Yeah, social anxiety. Like yeah, Summer Walker. But it was called like hypersensitivity or something yeah, like that. Yeah, hypersensitivity, yeah. And um, he was saying that like, you know, for the general public, we look at him like one of the greatest rappers of all time. And he was like, my confidence isn't there. Yeah. And how he kind of framed it was like, when you're a musician, 
you, it feels like you know everything about it and you might like almost overanalyze mm-hmm. and he's like in fear of that almost in a sense. So, yeah, I thought that was interesting. No, I, I get exactly what he's talking about. I'm trying to wrap up the segment. Yeah. Is that yeah. what's going on? Let's wrap up the show. The whole show. But oh, yeah. shit, already? Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. yeah. How, how long is your show? Dude, we got a quickie, baby. Quick, we do a tight 45. Tight 45. Hey, get so. you in, lick you down, um, get you out. That's what yeah. I say. Quick recommendations. Never Split the Difference by Chris Voss. I want everybody to get on the negotiation game this mm-hmm. year. And also there's a book called Just Listen. Uh, by Mark Golson, because just as part as it is to negotiating, mm-hmm. a larger part of that is being able to listen. That's the more powerful skill to have, not necessarily talking, but the ability to listen well. But since we have like a minute left, Bruce, please share your um, socials so people can follow you and we can continue to add good energy to the platform. Yeah, for sure. Uh, if you want to follow me personally, it's at the Bruce Allen. If you want to check out any of my media stuff, it's that's the angle on YouTube. All of that. Spotify, iTunes, Instagram, but mostly just YouTube and, mm-hmm. and, and iTunes and any podcast place. Yeah. So we can check all my content. Yeah. We're going to have to get you back on the show. One of yeah, these days. More time. Or get him on the wind down. The wind down. The wind down. Yeah. Get you on the wind down on a more uh, long version. It's our off size long form. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Drinking. There's two. Smoking. Enjoy a nice Southeast breakfast. So. Sure. This is the this is the single. This is the radio hit. Over yeah, Northeast I mean, Sunset. Yeah. But y'all know where to find us. Uh, over the show, the podcast, at OTS Pod, on all social media uh, platforms. Tommy Pickles, Mr. Backpack, Bimo Brown. Uh, thank y'all for listening to season three. Wow, we rolling now. Season Damn. three. Make sure y'all continue to pick up these gems that we be dropping every week. Until Comment, next rate, week. and subscribe. Five stars. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, 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 shit. Come on with the copy. Oh, yeah, Comment, yeah, rate, yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, bye. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>